0: The Roundtable.
1: Can you believe, if you've been listening to the program, we're in our third hour already. Greg down in Dallas, Texas, in the car, Firearms Group Studios on this Sig Sauer Platinum microphone. I am Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom today and every day presented by the one and only X-Insurance down there for the boat races in the X-Insurance Good Boy boat down in Clearwater, Florida today. Don't know if they took a podium or not, but they did the last couple races. Great stuff. If you're watching on your video screens, your TVs, your devices, all of the video was brought to you, of course, by Lead Slingers, and we appreciate that very much. Please make it a point to visit all of our partners that make it possible. Greg Down in Dallas, you ready? Third hour already, brother. I am. Let's do it. Get off. Get off the Zoom button or whatever. I've got it pushed to the pedal to the metal. (laughs) Hey, I got to tell you before we get started, I had the AAR vet out doing her duty at Appalachian Gun and Range up in beautiful Pickens County, Georgia, on Saturday, and what a day it was. I saw those pictures, guys. Wasn't that great? I mean, it was cool. Had in the as soon as I pulled the vet up to the front. Uh, guy walks out of the shop. It was packed in there. He walks out. He comes out. He says, "Man, I listen to you every day. Thanks for what you're doing." And then we had an opportunity to meet with uh, with State Rep. Uh, Jaspers. And he's he's the one that gave us the constitutional carry bill. And I've worked with him before, introduced him before. He's good friends with GA2A, formerly known as GeorgiaCarry.org. We talked a little bit about Executive Director, our good friend Jerry Henry, and I gave him my theory about Stacey Abrams and what the Democrats are doing. He's on board. I'm telling you guys, we'll talk about it in this hour. Those of you who might be new to the show, I'll explain why this this election in Georgia between Kemp and Abrams is so important, and I can't wait to get Neil's opinion on it for you. So let's get started on the roundtable and jump in right now. Who? Well, we know Neil called first. He's been on hold. So let's go over to Brad Primo, CEO of Lead Slingers. Brad, how you doing, brother? Doing great, Mark. How are you? Doing fantastic. Thanks for jumping in. Justin Moon, CEO great. Car Arms. How are you, my friend? Good to be here. Always a pleasure to have you, my friend. And Neil McCabe is back with us. If you're just joining us, Neil was with us in the previous hour, so make sure to go back and listen to that. It was a great hour. Always is when Neil's with us. Neil, welcome back in. Thanks for sticking around for the roundtable, my brother. You ready to roll?
3: Very happy to be on board and on duty, sir.
1: Oh, man. I tell you what. I'm going to start because I just mentioned it with Stacey Abrams only because I mentioned it. It wasn't in my I got my notes here and it's not in I'm coming out of order a little bit. But because I mentioned Stacey Abrams and Neil, I can't wait to get your opinion on this. They are throwing the Democrats are throwing a ton of money here in the state of Georgia. They're going after Herschel Walker and they're going after Kemp hard. Kemp's latest polling is out. He is just now right about 10 points up on Stacey Abrams in three of the four latest polls. And we've seen that trending across the board. This race is so vital for so many different reasons across the country. If you're listening in Omaha, if you're listening in Seattle, if you're listening in L.A., if you're listening in Tampa, if you're listening in Minneapolis, if you're listening in Hartford or Syracuse or New York City, this matters to you. Here's why. The Democrats need Stacey Abrams to get elected in the state of Georgia so that her political career doesn't end because they've got nobody else on the bench up in Washington. Nobody. Kamala Harris can't win. Joe Biden's probably not going to run. He's not capable of running. We all know that he was wandering around the stage just the other day. Didn't even know where he was. Standing where do I go? What do I do? Looking around, shaking hands. The guy's out there. He's lost it. He's not going to run. That's my opinion. So what are they going to do? Get Stacey Abrams elected. Kamala Harris bails. Stacey Abrams is sworn in as a sitting governor. When Kamala Harris bails, Joe Biden taps her for VP. He doesn't run in 2024. And guess who runs on the ticket as an incumbent VP? Stacey Abrams. Neil McCabe, if I lost my mind, state rep Jasper said you've got to think like the Democrats. And if you're thinking that, they're thinking that. Talk to me.
3: She was anointed years ago, and she proved herself worthy when she said, What, 10 years ago, I am going to do what I have to do to make sure that Georgia votes for the Democrats in the presidential election. And in 2016, she increased, you know, Hillary Clinton got 50,000 more votes than Barack Obama did in 2012. And then for 2020, She was like pedal to the metal and Republicans were asleep at the switch. And and basically people want that Stacey Abrams magic because all the tricks that she does in Georgia, they want to do all across the country. Soros gave her two million dollars to run against Kemp last time. Who knows how many millions he's given out now? And, you know, you're right. They want her to be national. Could the
1: scenario I just laid out play out? Oh, yeah. It very well. I can't be the only I mean, person thinking this.
3: Yeah, listen, Barack Obama you know, is, is in command and control. And he realized that the only way, the, Demar- the only guy who could win in 2020 possibly was Joe Biden. And as soon as Obama said, OK, I'll go along with Joe, everybody fell into line. Everybody dropped out of the race and everybody endorsed Joe. And so, you know, Obama's watching this thing. He's always been a little suspicious of Joe's mental acuity. Right? Like, <laughs> well, now, you know, now he, sh- now he basically is hanging out with Harvey the six foot rabbit, right? And so <laughs> it's like you have to have a solution because otherwise, otherwise, Dr. Jill is running this show, right? The people around Biden do want him to run again because basically they are running the world <laughs> they're in control because they're the ones
1: running the world exactly right justin moon let me take this over to you the stacy abrams debacle here in the state of georgia we have got to end her political career here here's what she said from a gun rights perspective justin i want to roll back the 10 years of pro-gun legislation that has been passed in the state of georgia which wiped out the jim crow laws which wiped out the public gathering laws, which were all designed after the Civil War to keep black Americans from being armed. We wiped them out. Republican administrations in the state of Georgia Georgia wiped those out. And we have constitutional carry. Stacey Abrams has made it clear. And we all know Washington wants her in Washington. If she loses this election, her political career is likely over. They know it. She is going to do everything in her power to get to Washington. She will stop at nothing. And she wants to roll back all of the pro-gun legislation here. You know what she wants to do nationally. Do you see her as a threat nationwide as well, Justin, like I do and like Neil does? Uh,
4: Yeah. I'm not sure how popular Stacey Abram is outside of the state of Georgia. I don't know if she has the uh, the reach to to pull votes nationwide. But I, I think she's very popular in the Democratic Party. I think the Democratic Party really wants to promote her. But I'm not sure that the rest of the country will go for her. So, yeah, I I, I to have to uh, stay a little skeptical on that on that one,
3: Mark. <laughs> well, let me just what? say this, I mean yeah, interrupt, please. but but uh, look. Look what they did to uh, Warnock. Warnock is one of the most radical men to ever vote in the United States Senate. And they have turned him into a puppy loving fool. They have. They
1: have. And, And Justin, before I go to Brad, I agree with you. I don't think she's capable of, but the Democrats are, look, they can make her into anything they want. For some reason, they think Stacey Abrams is a darling. And I'm going to take it right back to this. I go back to my original theory on my thought process here over the last couple of years. I watched her work in the state of Georgia two years prior to the 2020 campaign. We knew what we were up against here in this state. We saw what was happening here. And we saw how it manifested itself. They don't care. They'll make her into anything they have to make her into. And I, for one, do not understand the appeal And again, she's down now. They're showing, you know, look, another five, six weeks for the election is still a lifetime. But golly, I I, I don't disagree with you. I don't think she has. I don't think that socialist, that socialist draw for the Democrat Party that they are right now is going to resonate nationwide. It's certainly not around the world. We're seeing conservatives in Europe uh, right now, too. Brad, when we come back, I apologize. We'll get to you because Georgia borders your state. And I want to get your thoughts on all of this as well. And then, guys, I'm going to take you to New Orleans, where something fascinating is happening down there. As New Orleans becomes the murder capital of America and surpasses St. Louis for that, what do you say, honor? There's nothing honorable about it. But as far as stats are concerned, New Orleans has surpassed St. Louis. Wait till you hear what the N- New Orleans PD, OPD has in store and what they're trying to do. Very noble of them. But, boy, I'll tell you, it's frightening. Absolutely frightening. We'll be back right after this.
4: The left is comprised of a bunch of mouth breathers that don't know the
3: difference between Thousand Island dressing and a spark plug.
2: The revolutionary Crossbreed Supertuck holster is the most comfortable and concealable inside the waistband holster you'll ever wear. And nothing even comes close. Designed to completely conceal a firearm of any size and made to be worn with any attire, from shorts and a t-shirt to a suit and a tie. Based on your personal carry style, the Super Tuck may be worn comfortably with or without your shirt tucked in. Find out why the Crossbreed Supertuck is the most often imitated but never duplicated holster design in the world. Visit CrossbreedHolsters.com today.
1: AAR listeners, you're tuned in to personal security. It's why you carry a gun or maybe own a fire extinguisher. Why wouldn't you do the same with the financial assets you've accumulated over the years? Cornerstone Asset Metals is managed by accredited asset management specialists that serve your needs in protecting and preserving your wealth through dedicated, customized strategies just like they do for me. Founder and CEO Terry Strake and his team are here to serve you. Visit CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for more information and to talk to an advisor. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for more.
0: gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the desperado sport fish in virginia beach virginia supports armed american radio and the second amendment and i'm right there with them. now back to mark walters welcome back
1: inside the car firearms group studios with me mark walters filling your prescription for freedom right here on this sig sour microphone if you're watching the video all of it presented by lead slingers and the whole program six days a week brought to you by X-Insurance, and all of our partners. Please make sure to visit armedamericanradio.com and check them out. Defendercoffee.com is where we start our day every day here at Armed American Radio Ranch. Why? Drink Defender Coffee. Use the promo code AAR and the profits I have directed going to the Second Amendment Foundation. Guys, that's a no-brainer. Drink coffee. If you drink coffee anyway, make it Defender Coffee and support the Second Amendment Foundation. Real quick before I go to Brad, SAF's Gun Rights Policy Conference is coming up this weekend. Barring any goofy tropical weather coming up this way, I'll be in Dallas on uh, Saturday for you. I'll be speaking on Saturday. We have a board meeting on Sunday. And I'll be broadcasting right there in the studios with Greg on Sunday next week, one week from today. So we're looking forward to a good time there. Brad Primo, CEO of Lead Slingers. A couple things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you about your comments on Stacey Abrams and my theory that I presented. I want to get your comments on that. And then I want to start with you on what's going on in New Orleans. So let's talk Stacey Abrams real quick. The Democrats have nothing on the bench. That is a fear of mine. And they're going to dump tons of money here, Brad. Your thoughts on it?
6: I mean, I think that part is definitely correct. And I don't know what actually, I don't know what their plans are. But I mean, I think it's pretty evident if you look around look at the landscape, um, they, there is nobody on the bench. And uh, they really have to have somebody. I mean, I think being maybe lesser known, relatively unknown outside of Georgia and the surrounding area, they probably see the strength because she's not yet been uh, tainted or caused people to, to have a visceral hate for her. Uh, like, you know, I mean, everybody, by the time, you know, the election in 2020 roll around, I mean, everybody hated Kamala Harris, Cory Booker. I mean, the, the Elizabeth Warren. I mean, uh, the entire debate stage was like a clown show to everybody. Uh, you know, they weren't. You know, so, I mean, I think, you know, maybe being unknown is is a good thing for the APA because, I mean, let's face it, I mean, Democrats know that most of their voters are stupid and gullible, or they're just envious and hateful people, and they don't care who the Democrats run. They're going to vote for it if they see that to extra name on a ballot, and that's all they, I mean, that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, I, you know, they're putting her on the view. She's getting a lot of attention right now. That's all part of the plan. We'll see what happens, but... Um... Golly, I, I hope I'm wrong. The key here is to see to it that she does not win the election in the state of Georgia. And I'm going to predict it again on hundreds of radio stations. I believe Kemp is going to win this election in Georgia by double digits. And we're seeing that trend here. I'm not one that follows polls. But when you see every poll shifting in that direction, there's no doubt they're running scared. She has made a bunch of missteps here in Georgia. And that's good for you, America. Believe me, because they have designs for her at the federal level. And she hates Your gun rights cannot stand them. She's running up against them right now in the state of Georgia all day, every day. Brad, you were a cop. I don't have to tell you what's happening to the reputation of police officers across this country because of what the Democrats have done successfully with this whole nonsense of defund the police. We've seen it from the George Floyd on. We've seen the riots. We know what's going on. We covered the numbers earlier in the program today out of Philadelphia. Terrible numbers. New Orleans has overtaken St. Louis. St. Louis probably feels good about that. Chicago numbers are atrocious yet again. We covered those. We mentioned crime in virtually every Democrat run city. New Orleans now 50 plus per capita murders per 100,000 new orleans is recently now ranked as the murder capital of the u.s the new orleans police department brad is now hiring civilians to boost its police force as their crime waves continue to explode have you ever seen anything like this as a cop ever
6: uh, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, chances are New Orleans Police Department has been starved of funds. They've probably been abused by their city council or whatever the, you know, the body is that controls, um, you know, city government down there. They're, I would probably would bet you good money. They are uh, not just a, they're probably several hundred officers short from being full staff. Um, I mean, you know, New Orleans has been a shooting gallery for quite some time. It has always been a pretty rough city. Um, and, you know, to, to ignore that, pretend like, you know, that's not a problem down there uh, in, in, short, in shorting your police department. is just it's insanity. I mean, you know, Memphis has done the same thing. I mean, I, I, off the top of my head, I think there are at least 300 officers short in Memphis, if not higher. Incredible. incredible. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's unreal. And, and the thing is, is it, it, you know, the city council, at least I, I mean, I can only speak for Memphis. The city council had a chance. To help rectify the situation because they had a policy that stated that no one who lived outside the city of Memphis could be a Memphis police officer. So they couldn't recruit even out in the same county that Memphis is in. And they had a chance to uh, to do away with that policy about the time the defund the police movement started picking up steam. And that city council, there being you know primarily Democrat and you know what they are. Uh, saw that as a good political move for them to to jump on that bandwagon, and so they refused to, to not to take that policy out, knowing the police department was short, and knowing that violent crime was going through the roof out there. And so a lot of I think a lot of these places, uh, plus with you know with the DAs have been doing, uh, we've had one here in Nashville doing the same thing where they're they're letting people go with you know no bond, and, and then they go out Marvel. and reoffend. You know it's just insane. And so I mean like what's going on in New Orleans? Uh, is really, you know, it's just the the next logical step that happens when Democrats think they have a good idea.
1: Well, the scary part about this, Neil, let me shift it over to you, and then I want to get to the political aspect of it for you and Justin, is they are now talking about bringing civilians in to go on calls that police officers would normally go on. For example, automobile accidents on private property or what they deem to be calls that they don't need officers on so they can keep them staffed, where they would normally have used canine officers in reserve or SWAT officers in reserve. They're now going to put them on the streets because they are so short staffed that they're going to put civilians in some of these in some of these predicaments out on the streets. To me, this is a recipe for disaster. But here, let's shift to the politics here. I'm fascinated by this because we live in an upside down world, as David Codria would tell us, and he's been spot on for the last few years. We have a Democrat party that created a defund the police movement. Joe Biden is now flipping the script successfully with help from the mainstream media in blaming the Republicans for the defund the police movement, and people are buying into it as he attacks Republicans to try to flip the crime problem back on the Republicans when every clear-thinking, honest individual saw this over the last two to three years as burnings, as buildings were burning behind Reporters, mostly peaceful demonstrations. Is this going to be a successful tactic politically, Neil? Because I'm telling you, I don't like what I'm seeing.
3: Well, it's not going to be in the end. It won't be successful politically if the Republicans and conservatives can call them out on it. One of the things you have to do with the left, especially when you're confused or what they if there's an irrationality to what they're trying to put across is you have to remember that to the left everything is a political problem there are no economic or cultural right yeah, you know, that's, that's why the critical part. race theory everything is like they basically boil everything down to the political struggle in 1984 the boston police union endorsed george h w bush and that started a trend of police unions and police as a as a class supporting republicans and they were never able to turn it around And so the police have to go.
1: When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Justin Moon, shifting it over to Car Arms. We'll be back right after this.
7: It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them, it's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012.
1: this segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Don't forget to use the promo code AAR at MyPillow.com. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Car Fire Arms Group Studios lit up with you. Mark Walters on the Sig Sauer microphone, all of it presented by X-Insurance and the video Presentation brought to you by Lead Slingers. Greg, tell everybody where they can watch the show, please, before I go to Justin and where they can participate in the chat. It's pretty lively in there, and I've asked some of the chatters, please put stop putting some of those memes up. I don't need a Freudian slip on air.
6: Yeah, they're going to get you with their, uh, their <laughs> no, they spicy won't. No, they won't. memes that are being posted over there. And if you want to see news stories, spicy memes, tasteless jokes, and other shenanigans going on, you can head into your app store, download the Telegram messaging app, Create a profile and then just search for Armed American Radio Conversations. If you want to watch the show and watch Mark uh, light up his cigars here as we're trying to do the show, and while I'm trying to give out the uh, shout-outs here for the chat and everything, head over to armedamericanradio.org, <laughs> top right-hand corner. Uh, Just click those three little hash marks and select watch live. Maybe you can see Mark give the camera the peace sign and it'll automatically sign out on him because he doesn't know any better. And uh, if you want to catch an old podcast or if you're driving and you don't want to watch the show, you just want to listen, select listen live.
1: That was pretty simple. And what Greg was referring to was the camera is uh, pretty high tech and it's got gestures in it. And And when I put my fingers up for two hours, that gesture will shut the camera off. Fortunately, it didn't happen. I caught myself. But nonetheless. All right. Let's go back over to Justin Moon. Justin, two prong question for you on this. But your perspective is important here for a number of different reasons because of your family history, et cetera. So I'm just going to kind of roll them up into one. The politics of what we're seeing here in the upside down world, as the Democrats try to, as I said, flip the script over here and make it look like the Republicans are the defund the police movement, which is patently absurd. I don't think Americans are going to fall for that. Number two, I think the election hinges on crime, and I think it hinges on pocketbooks, inflation. No matter how hard the Democrats are going to try to flip that, that will backfire. Number three, I believe that we will see far greater turnout in this election from conservatives, Republicans, etc. How do I? Why would I come up with that? Because the media is telling us that that's not the case, and the media has been lying to us for years. You believe nothing that comes from them because we know they're pushing a narrative. And then back down to New Orleans, the question for you is this. How long can the country survive with the crime rate the way it is? Can it survive? And why won't they? Why won't the Democrats do anything about
5: it?
4: Well, you know, Mark, I think the problem with the crime rate is is, is more due to the DAs than law enforcement. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, if we had good DAs which who would prosecute criminals and who would not prosecute citizens who shot criminals, then you know we wouldn't have a crime problem. I think you know concealed carry holders have proven statistically that they are the most law-abiding category of citizen, even more law-abiding than law enforcement officers. If you gave you know concealed carry holders the opportunity to have police powers and volunteer as an auxiliary policemen just for volunteer service. I think a lot of concealed carry holders would answer that call. And I think they could do the policing job, you know, it, quite well. And, you know, you could solve a lot of the state and local state budgets problems with concealed carry holders being given police powers. And
1: you I know, that's think, interesting.
4: Yeah, I think it's clear that the Republicans support, you know, the conservatives support state and local law enforcement. But we want to define federal law enforcement.
1: I, let, me, let me go back to one thing you said about concealed carry permit holders, because we are actually seeing that in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a great example of that. Defensive gun uses in Philadelphia are on the rise, and people on the streets know that. They see it. Just like they're going to vote their wallets, they're also going to vote crime, and we're seeing the same thing happen in New York City right now, which is why the Second Amendment Foundation files the cases. They're going to lose those cases in court as well as they continue to come after The concealed carry laws and go after law abiding citizens instead of actually working to stop crime and to couple with what you said, those liberal D.A.s turning people out on the street, which in court, which, of course, fuels the crime rate and which the Democrats haven't figured out fuels lawful concealed carry. And there goes the cycle. Brad Primo. Uh, do you believe my guess on the the economy and crime being the two big issues are going to give us far greater turnout than the Democrats want to see or that the mainstream leftist media is telling us?
6: Yeah, I, I mean, I think a lot of people's minds, I mean, I know I personally have seen enough <laughs> to know I'm voting. Yeah, of course. Now, I, mean, I mean, anybody <laughs> that, you know, anybody that, you know, works for a living and is trying to get ahead and save some money and, and raise a family and. Um, you know, be left alone by the government and everybody else just to live their life, uh, they can see the writing on the wall. They can see how things have gone. They can see the fact that, that their paycheck's not going far as it used to. And they're probably rightfully concerned about what next year is going to look like and beyond. And, you know, we have, you know, when you have the, the jester on the throne, you know, the kingdom doesn't, you know, become great. The kingdom becomes a circus. And that's kind of what we have right now. And, um, you know, to keep putting these people back in there, the ones who screwed everything up in the first place, I think, you know, most Americans are not that dumb.
1: Well, I—well, you know, I, yeah, I, I I hope you're right. Let me just leave it at that and jump over to Neil. Neil, to me, when I see crime off the charts like I see it, In these, And we have the statistics to prove it. It's not just me saying this. We know what's happening in Chicago and has been happening. We know what's been happening in every Democrat-run city in this country. It is pure policy-driven failure at its very basic level. The Democrats made it clear they're not going to do anything about it, just like they're not going to do anything about the open borders. We know what's happening. We have the stats to prove it. To me, this borders on anarchy. How much longer? You famously said, if you can't have dinner with them, how are you supposed to have a country with them? If we can't live with our fellow citizens and we're worried about crime, how long can we survive? You know, the republic is at stake. I mean, this is serious business we're talking about. I know a lot of people don't want to discuss it. But the fact of the matter is, to me, this borders on anarchy. Our cities are eventually going to explode. This cannot continue, Neil."
3: Well, you know, what, you know <clears throat> basically from Giuliani to Bloomberg, you had like 20 years of peace in New York City. You had, Correct. You had, you had, you had, and it was like it wasn't just it wasn't just violent crime. It was like it was robberies. It was property crimes. It was organized crime. Right. Giuliani broke up the uh, mob control of scaffolding. The, uh, nobody even remembers that the mob used to control the Fulton fish market. All of that stuff was cleaned out and people and people just figured All right well this is the way it was always be and that Giuliani Giuliani was just you know wasn't responsible for any of this stuff and then and then now the the city is spiraling out of control as is the other cities and you know it's it's to get back to where Giuliani and Bloomberg had New York City and to get back where these other cities were is going to be rough it's going to be a lot of work and it's 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 just criminal. It's criminal the way the criminals have been unleashed against us. And at the same time, same time, they're unleashing these criminals against us. They're also trying to disarm us at the same time. They're pulling back the police. And that's what makes you know, everybody says this election is the most important in American history. Yeah, this everyone midterm, is. And this presidential, everyone says it. But I'm telling you, this midterm. And 2024, it's really do or die. It's really do or die.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I can't argue with that. I, I, that's one of the gut feelings I have as well, Justin. It, to me, it's anarchy. We've seen this in communist nations around the country. I don't have to tell you or your family this, but they empty the prisons. They open their borders. We're getting ready to take a break, Justin. So let me just say this. I'm going to come back to you in the final segment on the flip side of this four-minute break here on Armed American Radio's monster cast from the Car Firearms Group Studios on the Sig Sauer mic. All of it presented by X-Insurance and the video presentation being brought to you by Slingers. Please make it a point to visit all of our partners that make it all possible. When we come back, we'll be going back to Justin Moon, the CEO of of car arms got a little bit about three or four questions i don't think i'm going to be able to get to everything but we're going to do the best that we can we've got one segment left we'll be right back don't go away one more segment in the round table
0: AAR
1: listeners, you're tuned in to personal security. It's why you carry a gun or maybe own a fire extinguisher. Why wouldn't you do the same with the financial assets you've accumulated over the years? Cornerstone Asset Metals is managed by accredited asset management specialists that serve your needs in protecting and preserving your wealth through dedicated customized strategies just like they do for me. Founder and CEO Terry Strake and his team are here to serve you. Visit CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for more information and to talk to an advisor, CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for more.
2: Dr. Sebastian Gorka letting you know that the Desperado Sport
0: Fishing Crew in Virginia Beach, Virginia supports Armed American Radio
2: and our right to bear arms. Now back to Mark Walters.
0: Yeah,
1: welcome back. You know who else supports Armed American Radio and the right to bear arms? Dr. Sebastian Gorka, who did did that rejoiner for us. And let me jump over here in the Car Firearms Group studios on this Sig Sauer mic presented by X Insurance and all of our great partners. Visit them at armedamericanradio.com, please, and support all of them. MyPillow.com, promo code AAR. Slippers are still 24 or 29 bucks or something like that. Support Mike Lindell. FBI's hassling him because they don't like what he thinks and says. So let me take your phone and let me have it and see what else you think and say. In America, folks, in America, crazy stuff. Support Mike. He's been supporting this program and the right to bear arms for years. So take that opportunity to do that and do it for all of our partners. You'll find him at armedamericanradio.com. Justin Moon, let me kick back to you. Uh, Sebastian Gorka obviously supports the right to bear arms. I've met Sebastian and know him, and I'm proud to say that in the essence of time, we're going to jump over to you here. Forget the we all know what they're doing. We all know what's happening with the anarchy and the crime. We've talked about that. But the Car Firearms Freedom Rod of Iron Festival is happening in two weeks. And I will be up there with Sebastian Gorka and Alan Gottlieb and many others. Diana Muller, who was a guest in the first hour of the program, is also going to be there, as others will be. John Lott, et cetera. Justin, a great time is going to be had by all. Tell us about that festival and where people can still get tickets and show up and do all that fun stuff, because we're going to be hanging out with you in two weeks up in beautiful northeastern Pennsylvania.
4: Absolutely. Just go online, the Rod of Iron Freedom Festival, and you can get t- your tickets free. All you do is have to register. Either, or if you didn't register, you can walk in and register on the spot at the festival date, uh, October 8th and 9th. That's coming up in two weeks. And uh, we'll see two you weeks. and have a great time in Pennsylvania with uh, Sebastian Gorka and you,
1: Mark. That's going to be a lot of fun. Mr. Gottlieb is going to be there speaking as well. It, it's It's always fun. I liken this festival, Justin, to almost like a renaissance fair. Okay? It it just has that feel to it, the way it's laid out with the tents everywhere. People are going to be shooting guns. The food is fantastic. The Tommy gun facility is there. What are you expecting? Because the crowd has grown every year. Thousands of people come through the gates. What are you expecting this year? Are you seeing an increase?
4: Last last year, it rained all weekend, and we still had about eight thousand people come to during the weekend. It was so, crazy. Yeah, I think I think if the weather is good, we we're gonna we're probably top ten thousand.
1: Well, I tell you, that's good to see because I know the year before was right around five thousand, and, and that was bigger than we expected it to be as well. Hey, Brad, the uh, I, I'd love to see you up there because I tell you what, you and I could do some grilling and some cooking and some lead slingering up there for the festival, Brad.
6: <laughs> yeah, might actually have to throw some ribs on or something. And, you know, of course, Neil can't have any because he doesn't like good barbecue.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just has to order them takeout, Neil. I'm sorry, I can't resist.
3: I know, a guy spends hours, for me, it's like 25 <laughs> minutes on Uber Eats.
1: <laughs> 25 minutes on Uber Eats. Come on, man. What we're going to do, Neil, we're going to get together with you, and I'm going to show you how to spend six or seven hours on the cooker doing some real ribs the right way with a lead slingers infused glaze. How about that, Brad Primo? It sounds like something I'd eat. Yeah, right. And we'll do, that we'll, sounds
3: like I, I wouldn't mind some of that adult beverage either.
1: Well, it's in the ribs. You know, I had yeah. some. Uh, I had some Jack Daniels toffee ice cream the other day at Appalachian Gun and Rand. Uh, ran. Why wouldn't you? It was fantastic. It was a, a group there that was from Wisconsin, and it was it was all homemade stuff, and it was really, really wonderful. I'm sure my sugar count shot up to the hundreds, and if Dr. John Dean is listening, please don't tell anybody what my sugar count was because it was really, really high. But that's okay. It came back down. That's what happens when you eat really good homemade ice cream. Hey, Brad, I'm going to let you take us into this segment to close us out with, I want to talk about the the moves from New York. I think this is going to play out. The biggest story of the last two weeks that I have been able to come across is the SAF's lawsuit against the state of New York, which aims to put an end to the nonsense in New York, which will have far-reaching spider legs, all the way out to California, all the way out to Oregon with the nonsense they're pulling. Oregon, you're listening now. You guys are in trouble with gun control. All the way into Seattle. And I, is it going to work? How much longer are they going to try to get away with this stuff, Brad? And will, do you feel like I do that the SAF suit to go after New York to put an end to this nonsense might just well be the kicker that does it?
6: I mean, it can definitely be the dominant that starts it. I feel like the, the strategy on the left, though, is to make us have to fight for every single inch that we can gain, even if they're 100% in the wrong, even if they lose every time, even if they're guaranteed to lose. They have, you know, activist uh, judges, they have, you know, well-funded groups like, uh, you know, Bloomberg's running. And I think they think they can outlast us and outspend us, you know? I mean, a lot of times the lawsuit, just depends on who has more money going in, who can last longer until someone has to give up. And so I think it's also another good reason why we need to keep supporting SAF and other organizations with their dollars.
1: Yeah, we can't walk away because they're not going to. Neil, do you believe that SAF suit might be the icing on the cake that finally puts an end to the nonsense? The the ramifications of that could be huge.
3: I, I just feel like uh, you know the the leftists they run through the tape, and uh, you know they'll they'll always come up with a scheme, and uh, you know the idea that they would lay down. Look at what they've look at what they've put us through after Helen. Um, you know, Alan's got them. But, you know, they just keep coming back.
1: Yeah, I guess in a way it's good for business uh, in that sense. Justin, as a manufacturer, we've seen the numbers have just been off the chart. Every, by looking at the NICS checks from the you guys at one point were as much as, what, 15 months out, if I'm not mistaken, as far as manufacturing and getting deliveries out there. Are you seeing a slowdown? Or is, are things stabilizing in the firearms industry? What are your thoughts there?
4: Well, we're still about 17 months out, Mark. So wow, we're, 17. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. we are on demand still. Uh, you know, Joe Biden knows how to sell guns, and you know, with him as <laughs> Ukraine and him talking about nuclear war, I don't know, man. I think we'll sell a bit more.
1: <laughs> well, let me ask you this, because the last time we checked, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we've been asking, we've been asking Justin about this. He's got his finger on the pulse as the ceo of car arms which also includes magnum research also includes thompson the tommy guns etc so you know what you're talking about here you know we've seen these dates go out justin going back months from 4 months to 8 months to 10 months to 12 months to 15 months which was the last i knew that's why i just said 15 months and you just told us 17 so that tells me that the numbers we're seeing on the Knicks checks the 4473s that those numbers are pretty reflective of what's going on out there, and you guys are trying to keep up with that demand, right? We're trying to
4: keep up with the demand. That line is popular, so maybe the other companies aren't doing that as well, but we are seeing a lot of demand still for our product.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, that's good news for the industry. It really, truly is. And, ladies and gentlemen, it's also indicative of the fact that Americans are armed and arming themselves. And trust me when I tell you this, yeah, It has something to do with the crime rate. It has everything to do with Democrat DAs, Soros-funded DAs turning criminals out on the streets in your neighborhood. And it has everything to do with your desire to utilize the Second Amendment to lawfully protect and defend yourself, your family, your neighbors, your community, and, yes, dare I say, this country. Unbelievable. Another great program today. Thanks to Brad Primo, CEO of Lead Slingers. Thanks to Justin Moon, CEO of Car Arms. Thanks to Neil McCabe for giving us two solid hours today and bringing in JR from, uh, from Ohio as well. It's a great program. Thanks to all of our guests. Thanks to you guys. Thanks to all of our partners, X Insurance, Car Firearms Group, the six-hour Microphone fired up for you, Lead Slingers Whiskey. Please visit all of our partners and support them that make all of these conversations possible every day. We're going to get up and do it again tomorrow because they don't want us to until we meet on the radio. Carry on, carry off, and carry absolutely everywhere. Never leave your cave without your club. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you on the radio.
0: You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network.